0: Amen? Amen. Um, just, I just felt, I, I had a real sense that there are, there are things that you've given up on but that God hasn't. And I would rather agree with God's opinion than ours. How about you? If that connects with your heart in any capacity, whether it was a gift or a calling or a passion or a dream that you just thought was done or dead or, or over, but you, you want to come into agreement with heaven this morning for the renewal of uh, that hope and that purpose, or that calling, if that's you, if that connects with your spirit or your soul, or your heart, or your body, I don't know, if it just connects with you, could you stand this morning, I want to pray a special prayer for you very, very specifically, you feel like've given up on a dream or a plan or a purpose or and uh, we just don 't have time life 's way too short to not be in agreement with heaven 's perspective it 's just way too short, too precious and so, Lord, I stand with these who are standing, fresh grace to believe again, hope to believe again, renewed trust that he who sparked that dream is the one who's able to bring it forth, that he wouldn't put it in us if You didn't want it to bring, bring it out of us and if You didn't want it to come forth through us. So, Lord, right now, release fresh, a fresh Yes, a playful yes, a dream, a childlike yes to say, the Lord planted this in me. He's going to bring it forth. And so, Lord, we, we just stand and say, that which we've given up on but you haven't, we come into agreement with your heart this morning. Thanks. We come out of agreement with the lies that the ship has sailed, the, the bridge is burnt, the time clock is too far we come out of agreement with those lies we come into agreement with the truth of the God who he can even look at an old man and say from your descendants so there's going to be more descendants than stars <laughs> the one who can outside of a rotting carcass for 4 days can say come forth in resurrection The one who out of nothing spoke a word and the universe spun into existence is the one who can speak a word right now into your spirit. To not give up. Don't give up what I haven't given up on. Dare to believe again in the midst of the pain or the disappointment. Let the disappointment, discouragement go this morning. Receive fresh grace to believe and to walk in what I've put in your spirit. And as a church family, we want to foster an environment where every man, woman, boy, and girl can reach their full potential in God. And part of that is, central to that, is believing you're able to do what you've promised. So release faith, release hope in this place. We ask that even as Mary was pregnant of the Holy Spirit, that you would impregnate our spirit with hope this morning you would just breathe hope, that you would breathe that tenacity, that courage necessary to see the dream fulfilled. Whether in our lifetime or in the lives of those in the next generation, we want to give our hearts to that which you've planted in us to dream and believe for. And so, Lord, breathe resurrection life over every man, woman, boy, and girl in this place to believe again. We thank you, we cling to the promise that the callings and the gifts of God are irrevocable. You don't give up on us, Jesus. So don't give up on yourself today. Don't give up. Believe again and receive the provision of Christ. In the name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we could just do that all day. <sighs> Amen. Well, come on up, Pastor Andrew, and do your thing. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Who has experienced the goodness of the Lord this morning? Anyone else besides me? Yeah. I came loaded for bear this morning, but it's 11 o'clock. So we're just going to hang out till 11.59 p.m. And, uh, and, uh, Justin, you want to? cue that video. Just a stunning video and then we're going to launch into our talk if you could uh, make sure the volume works and all that good stuff. Fascinating video, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, don't, I wasn't supposed to be a joke. It's a really good video. Take a, take a look. It's a great video.
1: These are roughly 28,835 jelly beans. I counted out 500 of them and used those to weigh the rest. In this pile, there's one jelly bean for each day that the average American will live. You might have more beans in your life or maybe less, but on average, this is the time we have. Here's a single bean. It's your very first day, a special day, but kind of a rough day on everyone involved. (laughs) Add 364 more and you have the first year of your life. Now, for a sense of scale, here are your first 15 years. 5,475 days which brings us to the threshold of adulthood and at that moment this is the time that we have left and this is on average what we will do with all that time we will be asleep for a total of 8,477 days if hey, we're lucky some of that time we will be sleeping next to someone we love we will be in the process of eating drinking or preparing food for 1,635 days We'll be at work, hopefully doing something satisfying, for the equivalent of 3,202 of those days. 1,099 days will be spent commuting or traveling from one place to another, maybe a little bit more if you live in LA. On average, we will watch television in one form or another for a total of 2,676 days. Household activities, like chores and tending to our pets and shopping, will take another 1,576 days and we will care for the needs and well-being of others, our friends and family, for 564 days. We'll spend 671 days bathing, grooming, and doing all other bathroom-related activities, and another 720 days we'll go to community activities like religious and civic duties, charities, and taking classes. After we remove all those beans, this is what remains. This is the time that we have left. Time for laughing, swimming, making art, going on hikes, text messages, reading, checking Facebook, playing softball, maybe even teaching yourself how to play the guitar. So what are you going to do with this time? How much of it do you think you've already used up? If you only had half of it, what would you do differently? What about half of that? How much time have you already spent worrying instead of doing something that you love? What if you just had one more day? What are you going to do today? Yeah, cool.
0: I'm super-duper weepy this morning, uh, so just get over it and get a tissue with me. Um, just as we... Um, it's like being an all-or-nothing personality. I have a love-hate relationship with days like today, where you look back... Whether you look back with a slumped shoulders or head held high on, did you meet your goals, your dreams, your objectives, did you make progress, did you get fit, did you memorize the book, did you take the class, did you fill in the blank? However you look back, and then you look ahead, and if you're an all-or-nothing person who is also articulate, you can come up with pages of goals and ambitions and dreams, and it's this love-hate relationship. Because as that video showed, resolutions, goals, aims, dreams—beyond providing like glimmers of hope and maybe even a little bit of escape from the present, if we're honest—are sort of worthless if we don't break it down to a day-by-day commitment. Just thing on. Hold on. Annie Dillard, uh, in her book the writing said, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. And so Pastor Chad wants to be incredibly practical this morning. I have way too much stuff. I've printed off like 500 sheets to give you resources to go think about to 2018. And, because that's my heart is I don't want. Whatever your goals, resolutions, dreams, the, the ethereal big and lights, I don't, I don't think disappointment or discouragement or whatever you're feeling at the end of 2017 has to be your story in 2018. I believe God is actually very wise and relevant and present to help all of us make progress Incrementally this year, I believe that um, as we cooperate and operate by his grace and the moving and wooing of his Holy Spirit, within the context of community, we can make progress with the Lord. We can make progress in our marriages, our friendships, our families. I believe we can make progress at work. I believe we can make progress in living a compelling life that evokes a question from those around us. Why? Yeah. Why do you have hope? Sure. I don't think in any way stretch or of the imagination that, that we're at New Year's Eve next year without just amazing testimonies of the stacked upon stacked, ordinary, mundane, daily rhythms, rules and practices that got us to places we never could have gotten apart from daily choosing who to serve and how to walk and how to live. Does that make sense? How we spend our days is how we spend our lives. Incredible quote. Of course, our days are numbered, amen? Psalm 139 says, You saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one jelly bean came to be. Right? Amazing video. I don't know what it evoked in you. It, didn't, it evoked this real sense of, I want to make it count. But I want to sell the vision today that making it count does not equate with the big, glamorous, great, huge... Hope that the paparazzi is around to capture, but it's rather daily practices, rules, and rhythms that we together say we're going we're to orient our lives around the call of God to number our days rightly to gain hearts and lives of wisdom so that our lives are full of abundance and grace. I want to sell the vision that that vision, that dream to make something of our mess of jelly beans happens one choice one day at a time. Yeah, right. And I remember when I was young, and I, I, uh, God radically delivered me at 16 from pornography and lust. And, and I remember when I, when I, when he, I, mean, I mean radically. I mean, I believe in the power of God, and I also believe in some people, it's a journey. Everyone say, God's grace is sufficient for wherever you're at, whatever the thing that's been on your life or around your life. For me, it was lust. And I remember, I remember when I would think about walking in purity for my whole life, I would be like, oh, wave the white flag, I'm done. There's no way. Come on, somebody. But when the revelation hit me, even at 16, that walking in purity actually happens one step at a time. And then I just started doing basic math and arithmetic. One day plus one day equals two days. (sighs) Come on. Two plus two equals... And I believe that you can take that principle and apply it in every facet and dynamic of your life. Whether it's learning a language, going back to school, getting a degree, getting a master's or or an undergrad or a high school diploma, I don't care. When you apply that principle, God wants us to dream and to pray and believe for the breakthrough. And then he wants us to plan for the process. Pray, believe for, contend, breakthrough. Do it. Do it in a moment. Do it in an instant. Amen. But also strategically plan for the process to get there. Does that make sense? Are you guys tracking with me? Very, very, very down-to-earth practical word on pre-New Year's Eve because we've already done all the ooey-gooey stuff in worship and prayer and communion and healing, so I can just be really practical as if that stuff's not practical because it is, but you know what I mean. So the psalmist says, If you know all the days, Lord... The psalmist prays, teach me to number my days rightly. How many know there's a sequence and a season for all things? I got some help over here. Does anyone feel it in the middle or over here? Teach us. And I love that posture of the psalmist. It's to say the one who is life, who himself is Brilliant in creation by day one mirroring day four and day two mirroring day five, and you got to make the earth first before you can fill it. He's a genius. The posture of teach us to number is the posture of someone who's going to make great progress because they realize that even in the best airtight planning, it's still the power and presence and wooing and empowering grace of the Lord and the power of the Spirit that helps us take every breath, every step in the kingdom. Oh, this is going to end up being a whole series, I promise. There's no way, because i it's all so good. So, so it's interesting that, that if you read the covenant promises for Israel in Deuteronomy 28 through 30, the blessings for obedience are about three-quarters or a quarter of a page. The curses for disobedience, I don't know why, but they're like a page and a half. <sighs> Because the blessings are so amazing, he doesn't need to write a lot. It's like I give you everything. No one's gonna miscarry. You're gonna have tons of grain and amazing. And... But just so you know, disobedience is a, it's a terrible choice. And so, just so you know, how crazy the choice to choose outside of me is. But he ends this whole dialogue about choosing a life of flourishing and blessing, which all of us would nod our head and say, "I want that." Come on, somebody. He ends all of that, that picture, that invitation to walking in covenant faithfulness, which always spills over into covenant fruitfulness and covenant fullness, and he ends that whole dialogue in Deuteronomy 30 around verse 18 or 19, so choose today who you'll serve. Choosing to serve him yesterday does no good if I don't choose to serve him today. You string enough enough not choosing him today's together. You have a week, and then you have a month, and you have a year, and then, yes, grace that pardons sins and forgives is immediate, but how many know there are choices and consequences, and there's a bunch of gunk and junk that the Lord actually, he actually has made a way for us to avoid by choosing today who will serve, and walking in blessing, and Alignment with his purposes. Now, it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. I'm not. I know the Bible. I love the Bible. But I just, I think we are, we're, we're, it's jacked up to think that he has not provided everything we need, through in in the mundane suffering, ups and downs, for us to flourish by choosing today whom we'll serve. And it's fascinating on days like this, especially for me, man like, I love it, hate it, hate it, love it, because it's like, wipe the slate, thank you, Go out and brand new day, like January 1 is tomorrow. <laughs> big plans, big promises, big goals, big... Rep. I can't tell you, and the Lord loves me, and he loves you if you're like me. He really loves you if you're not like me. <sighs> I have made so many huge promises to the Lord. He loves me. I, I'm not condemned, I don't feel guilty, pray for me anyway, but... But I'm like, without a plan today, it'll just be another big promise. And I guess I'm trying to seed you with hope today to say that doesn't have to be your story, your narrative. God can help us. And guess, oh, here's a good one. My daughter always said, uh, in bed when we do prayers and stuff, she's like, can I touch Jesus? And with every ounce of theological accuracy, I say, yes, honey. And so she reaches out, and you know what I do is I grab her hand. Theologically, it's true. We're the body of Christ, man. Honey, he dwells in people, and we need each other. So in this endeavor to make progress this year, it's not just you gritting your teeth in God. It's you in the context of a loving family to cheer you on, to help coach you. Imagine the dynamics of a robust vision for community, communion with God, and then incremental steps on in how to participate in the commission of God together. Yeah. Guys, we're going to make progress this year. Sure. Together. Amen. Thank you. The reality is, is there's nothing wrong with starting with the end in mind. All great leadership books, visions, all the workshops will tell you, think with the end in mind. Amen. Have a vision. Go after something, a goal that's etched in your mind, your imagination. Something that burns in your heart that you can't get out of your mind. But realize you will get to that goal like everyone else will one day at a time. Which to me is such good news on New Year's Eve 2017. It's good news. With our days, the Lord can help us make progress in whatever capacity that's burning in your heart. Maybe something immediately comes to mind a relationship, a hobby devotions, prayer, reading, generosity. Maybe it's going to the next level at your work. Maybe it's getting out of debt. Maybe it's learning to live within your means instead of buying into the cultural narrative that you always need more, bigger, better, brighter, shinier. Whatever that progress, that dream that God has for you, that he, he wants you to make it, and he was going to show you how to make it one day at a time. Oh, my goodness, I'm a stinker. Well, I am, but I just, uh, I really I worked hard. I love this stuff. But... So here's what I'm going to do I'm going to give you the vote. Would you like me to give you the resources that we're gonna work through all of this together over the next several weeks? And then I'll just be able to speak on those over the next several weeks, or to barrel through with some message that will be encouraging, it's gonna be awesome because Jesus is the Bible. Can I pass this stuff out to you? Could we just have a family talk really quick? Is that okay with the time, I, but we're a family. I'm just looking to you guys, is that okay? I have a bunch of resources I wanna get in your hands. They're going to help us shape and craft how to do this, how to take whatever that dream, that goal, that ambition is, and how to get it into a daily practical rhythm. All in favor, say amen. Yeah. Maybe you came to church and you're like, I didn't come here for practical. Sorry for coming today. It's super duper practical, so I need a few helpers. I've got like five different things. Don't freak out by any of them, but just let's help me, help me pass these out. Go ahead and find helpers. find helpers. This list of spiritual disciplines, only one per family, even though maybe there's enough for everyone. Um, it's just a list. Don't freak out about it. And then, uh, here you go. Everyone gets some of those. So Chaddy's been working, because you know what, I'm just, I really believe we can make progress together as a, as a family. I really believe that. This is great. I'm, this is smarter, and this is okay because we're on a journey together. And... Did everyone get the one that has a number five on it, the Bible reading plan? Yes. Amazing. No. no? Who needs a five? Who needs Bible reading plans? Honey, pass this out to your row, please. It's a five. It's just got a Bible reading plan. I think we got plenty of copies. If you need a number five, just raise your hand. we need I need one. Thank you. Thank you. So to the lady in the second row, she's in eight, she's in that. I'm kidding. Country music. we got to pray for deliverance. Country music. Jesus. I will, uh, if you did not get a number five, don't, uh, I'll print some right now from my phone. Oh, there's tons. Patty said there's tons. So take it. Take a break. It's okay. We'll get there. You have a bless lifestyle and bless prayer. Show me that. Everyone have those little quarter sheets. All right, they're coming. Everybody, they're coming. Ken has a whole grip of them. You have a you have a uh, crafting a rule and rhythm of life for eighteen. Awesome. Hey, there's more number fives right here. Michael has them. Bible reading plans. Raise your hand if you need them. This is like a seminar, seminary, training, equipping service. That's exactly what I wanted. Praise God. A Bible reading plan. Raise your hand, and then one of these. Bless. I have. Two hundred of these, we have plenty. I'm obsessed with the tools we're passing out today, because they're so cool, so practical, so simple. We're gonna make progress this year together. One step at a time, one day at a time. This is so fun. There probably was a better way to do this, so I apologize, uh, but we're just a family, so it's, sometimes when you pass the potatoes, a little gravy gets on you. I don't know. <laughs> I remember, the spiritual disciplines, share them per family. I only printed 50. It is not an exhaustive list. It's just to give you something to go home and chew on. You got homework today. Thank you. You're welcome. You got homework. We got something to do today. We got a takeaway. What? One, two, three, four. Yes. Okay. If anyone needs anything, Pastor Chatty Chad has plenty of paper and ink in the printer, and I can print more after. Just share with a friend really quick. It's 1120. Please stay with me. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up and really just kick off the dialogue, it's amazing so everyone should have everyone chill show me your Bible reading plans okay, everyone got that show me one of the coolest looking we spent four hours printing and designing yesterday me and Brian the blessed prayer, blessed lifestyle everyone have that Everyone gets one. You can have 10 of them. I printed 200. It's an amazing orienting tool. You'll love it. I'll explain it in a second. Everyone have a crafting, a life-giving, or a rural rhythm? Praise the Lord. And then you guys shared, and if I can print more, I need to. It's not like we don't have paper. The list of the spiritual disciplines or practices. Yeah, we'll print some more. Um, so just a word about each, and then I'm going to pray, and then going to do this all together, but it's just going to take time. Amen? This Amen. Time is and yard by yard is hard. Oh, come on, girl. Preach the gospel. <laughs> so, first of all, there is a, there's an amazing book I read this year. I read several books this year. A lot of the guys I like and gals, they always do blogs of their favorite books, and I didn't get it done. But it's a great way to actually help people in on what you're doing, so maybe I'll do that next year. Maybe it'll go on my goal. Amen. Um, we learn 70%. Someone say 70%. 70% of learning comes by doing. 70%. How many know that is a, how many? there's 100% we're dealing with. 70% comes by doing. What do you mean by doing? I mean by participating in the discipline, the act, the activity, participating in it. So don't think doing just out there with nails and hammers and rulers or, or uh, tape measures. It's by participating in the thing yourself. Are you tracking with me? Say hey, amen. We'll move on. 20% is we learn by interaction. So doing in community. you tracking with me? I learn by someone who's a coach, a mentor, someone who's further down the road than me. But 70% is doing it yourself. 20% a great, that's 90% happens when you're doing the activity with people who are a little further down the road than you, a coach or a mentor or a colleague, maybe someone is beside you, maybe someone you're raising up, a Timothy. You tracking with me? 10% of learning comes by listening. I am all for, I love preaching, I love you listening to me, but 2018 will not be the year it could be if we don't flip the narrative where 70% is you guys sitting passively listening, 20% of uh, the numbers, 20% is learning by interaction and 10% is by you doing the stuff. We're going to flip the narrative this year. All in favor, say amen. We want to train each other. There's this, the, scripture, the, lang- the, the language of scripture is stunning. Train yourselves to be godly. First Timothy 4.8. Have nothing to do with false narratives. It goes on to say in verse 7 the wives' tales, the narratives of culture. Zero in on the gospel. Let the gospel shape you and grip you and transform you on the inside out. And then train yourself to live a life oriented and aligned with the truth of the gospel, King Jesus himself. But there's training. I mean, the greatest meta- I love the training metaphor. I just ran 12.1 miles yesterday. I have been training, I've been running for solid for three years. You get, I don't even need to unpack the metaphor. I didn't wake up and have a goal to basically run a half marathon. I've been training my. Oh, you know what I did the night before? I Googled what to eat the night before a long run. I learned. I researched. I studied. I tried to get to bed early. I oriented my life one small choice at a time so that when I woke up in the morning at 530, I would be successful when I hit the streets at 630. Are you tracking with me? Somehow we've lost this mentality in our spiritual journey, and it never was meant to be lost. We can actually make progress in every facet of our lives with this training metaphor perspective. This vision, that, that goal to progress and to, 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 uh, to go on in the Lord. But, but here's the, here's the stunning, stunning fact. 70% of that learning that you and I are going to partake of this year is going to be different than the 70% last year. We're going to learn it by practicing together. Okay, I'm way too long on that. And I'll, I'll move on. To focus only on output goals, an output goal would be something like what? I want to lose 50 pounds. What Another output goal. I want to learn a language. I don't know, whatever, an output goal. Without knowing what needs to go in so that that comes out is a losing battle every time. So say your goal is to lose 50 pounds. I don't know why I'm picking on that. I just am. I'm not, I'm not alluding to anybody or anything, so don't get, get all ticked off at me. 50 pounds or 10, I don't care, whatever. Input goals to make that would be things like I want to cut out eating after six because your body needs to digest. That would be an input goal. I want to flip the narrative this year in 2018 where those things like I want to grow in holiness, I want to memorize more, where we have these output huge things that can hang over us that seem like, oh gosh, how am I going to progress? I want to flip the narrative that under each goal, there are input goals that are incrementally going to get us there. Are you tracking with me? My input goals for my long run yesterday were bed early, two pieces of toast with no added sugar, peanut butter, so I had my carbs and my protein, tons of water for like three straight days. Those were input goals, input goals that I could tangibly do and practice and participate in so that I could kick serious tail on Saturday. I ran a great pace, great distance, felt amazing. Input, output, you tracking with me? All right. 70% of learning is by doing. 20% is by interacting with others while you're doing. 10% happens by listening, just passively. How many want to flip the script this year? Well, I, we're gonna, so that's what, that's what I'm, I'm kicking that off today. That's the framework. That's sort of the. So tr- if you need a Bible verse, there's many. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, 15. You've trained themselves to distinguish good from evil by participating in righteousness. I could give you more, and more, more, more. Um, race metaphors, 1 Corinthians 9, boxing metaphor. I mean, it's, they're everywhere. Uh, 2 Timothy 2. i just saying, if you want references, I'm your man but it's very biblical. Set your heart to make progress this year. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Seek first his kingdom and all this good stuff. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, Of the input goals in the life of faith, an amazing national survey done by LifeWay researchers and whatever your love-hate relationship is with surveys and statistics or data, whatever, okay, The three most effective input goals and the big, huge lifts of disciplines and things to do as a Christian to try to grow in the Lord. The three that took the cake, that fostered greater transformation, greater effectiveness and witness, greater vibrancy and joy in your life in Christ. Three things of input goals as a believer to progress with the Lord were far and away. Bible engagement, that was number one. When people get into the scriptures, man, their lives start getting messed up for the good. Come on, somebody. Amen to that. That was number one, far and away. Number two, faithfully attending the gathering on Sunday. Key emphasis on faithful oh, but Sunday and we're just listening. No, something happens when you hear the call to worship, when you wake up on a Sunday morning. You hear the call, you leave the comfort of your home, you could stay and watch the game, but you choose to discipline yourself so that you can get into the presence of God with the who lives scattered, gathered community of saints to exalt the person and work of Jesus, to be filled and empowered and strengthened, get new marching orders or the same marching orders, and to get out there and do it that next week. That was the number two input goal for transformation as a believer. Number one, Bible engagement. I love the word engagement because you can pray the scriptures, sing the scriptures, memorize the scriptures. It's engagement with the scriptures. And the number three was participation in some sort of small group cluster. It's a one-on-one mentorship, a one-on-three. Those are the three that took the cake. Uh, Sunday attendance, like a, a, gather, a gathering. But as far as input goals, are you tracking with me? We're doing great. I'm almost done. So, That's why I got this. Guys I love and look up to, and I'm mentored by afar from Twitter and Instagram and their podcasts. They love this Bible reading, and I do too, because it's a -a five-day-a-week plan. Come on, somebody. When you miss one day, it's like, I am done. Come on. Can we preach the gospel to each other? This is a -a five-day-a-week plan, so there's buffer, so you didn't get to it on Tuesday. Get over it. Get to it on Wednesday. It is chronological. If you look and you open on week one, you're like, man... Genesis, Psalm 19, which is a creation psalm, and Mark 1, which ends with the good news of the gospel. It goes back to Isaiah. They have done the whole Bible in chronological, a little bit of old, a little bit of new. It's amazing Bible reading plan checkbook, so I printed it for you, and it's free. Because Bible engagement and getting into the narrative and story of Scripture will mess up your life for the best, for the better. I've already told you, I've already told you, write down, this is Practical Sunday, Okay? Join the Bible project.com. I've been selling it. I've been telling you. It has it breaks down every book of the Bible, the mega themes of the Bible in HD, 1080p. Solid. You could get a literal undergrad in religion by just watching the video. It's that rich theologically. And it's all free on YouTube. Join the Bibleproject.com. They have they unpack every book of the Bible. In fact, I bought the coffee table um, book that has every book of the Bible and huge. Amazing, it's going to be amazing, honey, I bought that. Um. Because listen, because some of you are like me, you're OCD, you're obsessive compulsive. I won't even get into the book. I got to know what the book's about before I read the book. Well, flip open jointhebibleproject.com, get the overlay of the book and get lost in the narrative of God's redemptive story. Okay, I'm happy. This will change your life. I was 16 years old when the word started getting into me. I'm 33, going on, 34. I started memorizing. And listen, it is worth your investment of time. Get in the word. Let the word get into you. And then talk. Listen, here's what's cool about doing a plan together, which we're going to do, I'm going to do. When I see you on Tuesday at the store, Dude, how was Psalm 19 in today's reading? Was it amazing? Is it amazing? There's this immediate unity, camaraderie. We're in this together. Man, this, those scriptures are getting off the page and getting written onto our hearts. Oh, I could go forever about why the, why the Bible's important. Dallas Willard, the one who wrote many of these disciplines, he's no longer with us, amazing philosopher. He said the discipline he would choose above all the 30 of them, or practice, discipline practice, is scripture memorization. He said it's It ties like 20 of them all together, to memorize. So take that as a challenge. All right, that's Bible reading. Hurry up. Go here. Silly, simple, I know. Maybe you're not into this sort of thing. i die on these things. I love them. Chad, how do I pray for people? How do I pray for my neighbor? How do I pray at work? What do I do? Bless prayer, baby. Say it with me. Bless prayer. Well, I don't know what to pray. Well, B stands for body. Huh, right? Pray for health, fullness, wholeness. I'm not gonna go through these whole lists and insult your intelligence. This is an unbelievable. Samuel and I prayed this acronym once over Hancock College. Lord, we pray for health on this campus. We just went through the blessed body, labor, emotions, etc. Amazing way to pray in clusters, alone, together, prayer walks. That is an unbelievable way to grow in prayer. All in favor say Amen. Okay, blessed lifestyle, love this. How do I grow as a disciple that lives a compelling life? We'll just flip that little puppy over. I'm telling you, you can say it's cheese ball all you want. You and I incrementally implement these small things in our life. It's revolutionary change. I'm not joking. I'm not trying to sell like a used car. (laughs) Begin with prayer. Prayer. Prayer is the lifeline of the believer. We all said amen. Constant dialogue, listening, feasting on, hearing from God, responding to God. Listen, revolutionary idea. You got two of these and one of these. Listen to people's struggles, sins, tragedies, triumphs. Don't be the answer, man or woman. Listen, humble posture. Eat, you got 21 to choose one per day, unless you're like me when you're training and running, 33 meals each week. Eat with a believer one week. Eat with an unbeliever, someone who's far from God. The next week, use your meals to open up space for relationship and to see God's kingdom to begin to manifest. Are you tracking with me? Eat. Who loves the E on bless? Come on, that's hallelujah. S serve, show good news before you speak good news. It's just good theology. I could point you to many, many verses. They'll see your good deeds and then they'll praise your father. Show the love of Jesus in tangible ways. Don't be, you're not the big answer person, and you don't have all, you're not the one that's gonna fix everything, so do it humbly, but serve, show Jesus. And then I love, me and Brian and I strategically wanted to use a verb or an adjective. Um, We had humbly, but I like the word patiently look for opportunities to share. Come on, somebody, we're talking about people's lives here. To think they're just some agenda for us to go do evangelism on is a betrayal of the beauty and glory of the image of God in them. Patiently look. They're not an agenda. They're a person for whom Jesus died and loves and is wooing to himself. We get to patiently participate in sharing the gospel. All in favor, say amen. amen. That is that. That is that. Praise God. If we just applied this little quarter sheet in the gospel, in community, man, watch out. Last thing, I am not gonna get into this because this is, just save it, okay? But essentially, this is a very, it's so good. You can do it as homework, do it this week. There's step-by-step directions. It's essentially coming up with a rule, practices. Rule is not freaky like legalism, don't, A rule is a practice, it's a discipline. It's something you partake of. Everyone say partake of. And a rhythm is how often you partake of that. Rule and rhythm. Everyone say, rule and rhythm. And so you'll see here, amazing. I love uh, Pastor Rich from New York City. He makes space for your life phase. Are you taking care? This isn't just go be super freak spiritual and feel guilty because you're not praying 18 hours a day. No, listen to your life. Listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Word. Where are you in your life? And then agree with the Holy Spirit. Stretch enough where you need Him, but not too much that you wake up every day feeling guilty because you know you can't re- meet the goal you set for yourself. That was supposed to get an amen. That was good amen. preaching. So if you just do this exercise, and on the back you can, again, with that list of disciplines, and I love Rich, I love... Uh, Pastor Rich Villadas, he said, don't just include things in your, so communion is your walk with Jesus. Community is your family, your church family, your cluster, that's community. Co-mission is those places where you're surrounded by people who are far from God or don't know God. So it's workplace, neighborhood, network. Those are the three C's here. And so God, I wanna make progress. I wanna craft. And then you can see the directions there, one through five. I'm done. We're gonna go through these and unpack them over the next several weeks. I just so wanted, listen, I've been watching this conference all week, and I, I believe and contend for breakthrough, I, and I'm, I, I'm, my heart is set to believe for more, but the breakthrough I want to see is God's people not leaving their growth and their progression and faith and faithfulness and fruitfulness just in some whimsical wish, but to say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to operate in grace and cooperate with grace to make progress with you every single day. We're going to do that together individually. We're going to do that together as a family. And what's going to begin to happen is exposure to the sun, man, you get sunburned. Come on, somebody. All transformation, listen to me, happens by way of encountering Christ. The disciplines have no power in and of themselves. They're like power grids, power lines that connect you to the power grid. Jesus is life. The disciplines are like, I love one, one of the quotes I included. They're like the sail, but the if the spirit, I love Tommy Boy. I'm sorry, it's so funny. Chris Farley, forget it, don't watch it. Anyway, you know the fat guy, he's just out there and there's no wind. And he's just in that sailboat and it's sinking. Okay, go YouTube it. This rule of life, this rule and rhythm, I'm being funny, but listen, it's our intentional our little part to set the sail to catch the wind of God's empowering grace. So there's so many metaphors. It's like a trellis that you set, these stakes. And there's like, This is a third metaphor. So if you're a gardener or you're athletic, whatever one you want to use, it's like a trellis that we say, Lord, we're going to operate and cooperate in and by and through grace. But this trellis, is the life-giving vine of life in your kingdom can grow this year. Whatever metaphor connects with your heart, we are going to do this together. We're going to make progress that make sense so consider yourself invited to think and to dream if you need any resources I've got books the sites art, I have so much stuff but it's time to get out of the stuff ethereal and get into the practical amen yeah. was this okay today we had a great encounter this is good this is just this is just pastor Chad talking to his people because I love you and and I thank you brother and I want to make progress this year I'm gonna do this. My wife and I are gonna do this. Yes, Communion, walk with God, community, commission. I wanna close with this. This is to me a little bit revolutionary. For real. I shouldn't have said that because maybe it's not, but it is to me. Um, how many know we usually live at we usually live at a pole, very seldom in the middle. That my grandpa, who's ninety-two, Doctor Don Owens, said the only time you're in the middle of the road is when you're crossing from one side to the other. (laughs) He's really smart. He's amazing. But usually, there's the people who are go out and do stuff for God, and there's the people of commune with God, pray, worship, pray, and so we usually think we have to pick. Amen. You don't have to pick. You don't have to pick. I like to say it like this Our mission, should you choose to accept it, (laughs) the mission, hear me, the mission of every believer is to be one with Christ. No, 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 that's your mission. There's no co in it. Your mission, if you've been drawn and wooed to Christ, is union with Jesus. Your co mission, someone say, co mission. Is to what you learn and experience by way of transformation, exposure, abiding in, following, repenting, and aligning yourself to the one you're being drawn to. Your co mission is to turn around and then to invite others into the same thing you're experiencing in your intimacy, communion. This changed my life. I remember I I, I was driving and I had to take a, a Siri note, I was talking to my phone. I love that language because many of us, it's mission and go out and do stuff. No, no, no. Your mission is to know and love and to treasure and cherish Jesus. And out of that, He gives you a co, which is a partnership. Your co mission is now to go invite the world in on what you're experiencing in Jesus. Does that make sense? So I want to end with your mission as a believer, and this is back to many, many verses and great classics of spiritual disciplines. Our mission is to be one with Jesus, to yeah. unity, communion. Eternal life is what to John 17, 3? To know God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent, to know him, gnosko, intimate knowledge, one-on-one, face-to-face. And our co-mission, he says, okay, now go into the world, mediate what you're receiving by my grace and by my spirit, and then train them how to have that same walk with me. Mission, co-mission, I thought it was clever. Stand with me. It's helpful, helpful. Stand with me. I love you. Doing this stuff is risky. I like preaching better because I can just get caught off in the anointing and I can get excited. But this is anointed too, so get over it. Tangible, practical steps. I just want to tell you, whatever this year has been for you, we serve a God who has the final word. He doesn't just have the final word. He has the pardoning word. Maybe you've made a mess out of choices. (laughs) Like, grace is louder than sin. And whatever you think of when you think of this new year, learning new rules and rhythms and practices, and you're like, Chatty, I can't even take a breath. Well, rule number one for you is learn to breathe again. This is not rocket science. But know that God and Christ by the Spirit is calling you into a journey this year that is before us. A journey to be one with him. A journey where you find yourself surrounded by family and friends to nurture that walk with God in you. And in a journey to grow in confidence and transparency and vulnerability to show and share Jesus with others. Da, da, da. Wherever you're at, There is grace for you, there is hope for you, there's healing for you, there's peace for you. Stick out your hands like you're receiving a gift. Lord, I just thank you, because we we treasure, like the jelly beans, we don't know how many days. My wife spends way more time doing house stuff. Her house would be way bigger, but that was supposed to be a joke in my prayer, but no one got it. But um, I just love that each of us is so unique and beautiful and amazing and I thank you that somehow you weave your story in and through each of our lives uniquely, but it's not just isolation. You do it with us together. And as a faith family, we together wanna go on a journey with you this new year to make progress, to grow in you, to grow together, and to grow in the Great Commission, to show and to share, share Jesus with others. And so, Lord, I pray for grace to discover this week. I pray, even tonight, maybe, I mean, there's no games on. Well, anyway, my team's already in the playoffs, but I just pray you, would, you wouldn't let us just, thanks for the paper, toss it. I think you can if you want. I love you, I'm not mad. But I pray that we would go on a journey of discovery this year, and that we would be surprised by the destination we end up at. So, Lord, pour out your grace, pour out your healing, pour out your love, Pour out your peace on my family today. We give you praise for the year you've given us. And we give you praise for the day, for the year ahead of us. And we entrust it to you. We want to seek first your kingdom and righteousness. Knowing, worrying about tomorrow produces no fruit. But abiding in the one who is king produces fruit to the glory of the Father. So Lord take us on a journey by your spirit and by your grace in Jesus name and we said amen, amen. and amen